There are many. Well, there aren't many. There's two. <laughs> Episode 38 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. This is Brian. I'm Kara. And I have a cut on the very end of my thumb. It's the kind that doesn't hurt at all and you don't even think about it until every single time you try to pick something up or grab something or turn something. And you're like, oh, so it's very annoying. Yeah, I got had a bunch of those. It's a, it's a problem. It'll heal up, it's fine. Welcome to the cold weather season where your hands just crack for no reason. Yeah, I have trouble with that. My, my skin gets dry and cracks up. Um, oh, I forgot to order you vapor rub. I heard that's the thing to use. We'll see. We're going to give it a go and we'll let you know. Yeah, vapor rub is like, I don't know, that's for dry skin? No. I, I mean, if you've tried everything else and it, nothing works, why not? <laughs> I just feel like the whole point of vapor rub is that it evaporates off of you, which would kind of dry something out. I don't know. Because the vapor is supposed to go, for, like, they rub it on your chest, I think, and then. Vapor gathers around your face and you breathe that in? I'm not sure, but we'll try it because what else we got to lose? Yeah, just a bunch of little chemistry experiments. That's all we are. <laughs> I've been working on the ceiling for the secondary chicken coop. I'm creating an attic in there. So I'm taking these big chunks of plywood and I'm screwing them into the ceiling and Kara... After I had done some of it, Kara's like, you should have painted that first. I was like, oh, yeah, I should have. Because it's vulnerable to mold. And yeah, you want to... You never want to put up raw wood. Yeah. Now, sometimes if you get pressure-treated 2x4s, sometimes you get away with murder on those because they're already pressure-treated. They've been filled full of oils and stuff to make them more resistant to the weather. But if you just get plywood, that's just straight up wood and it's not treated at all so you need to paint it and the t111 stuff that i got that's a little bit cheap just kind of sponges up the first coat of paint so you, you kind of you want to make sure you cover it up or it'll mold so i got to use kara's uh, paint sprayer today hmm. on the sections of this thing that i was already working on that I, the parts i'd already put up in there I got to spray it inside the chicken coop. Then I got finally got smart and I sprayed the other pieces with paint before I put them in. So they're out there drying right now. Even though technically it is way too cold to be using paint. <laughs> we happened to get up to 40 degrees Fahrenheit today. Nope. It's not 40. It said it was going to be on the well, app. Nope. Never made it. It feels like 30, and I think it's like 32, because the hoses are still frozen. So. Earlier, I checked, and it was 35. Well, so mine says different. <laughs> either way, it never hit 40. Nope. And the water hoses were in that fun time of year where the water hoses are frozen half the time. And it's so, so hard when that happens. Yeah, we got fancy pants water hoses that don't kink, and they're not the regular garden hoses, and we don't have to worry about them as much, but... They still aren't usable all the time, but we're not quite at the point where we're going to break them down and bring them in for the winter. We're not quite there. Unless we can bring them in so they don't freeze at night and then we can use them all day. No oh, that what. would be, that is such a Herculean effort because we have them laid out a bunch of directions on the farm. That would be a huge, you think we already have a lot to do with carrying water around? That would be another level. I'm at the point, though, where I can barely carry the water, so it's it's going to cause issues this winter. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to do extra trips out carrying water jugs. That's going to be fun. But we have other stuff to talk about today as well. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll be talking a majority of this podcast, so bear with me. <laughs> Mark your calendars. It's going to be hard. <laughs> It'll be hard to sit through. So the whole reason why we started the farm is to create a nonprofit. I kind of feel like it's the aha moment, sort of like a Jerry Maguire type of thing. I had a mission. I thought of something to create the safe atmosphere for people who are dealing with PTSD, limb loss, depression, or whatever else. 
because therapy is too expensive and different animals provide a certain serenity. Is that the word? Yeah. And they can soothe you and you can forget your troubles for a little bit. And even if you don't like animals, you can just come and... Our hopes are you can just come, sit, bring a book, and just enjoy the ambiance because we're in the country. There's no... I mean, there's noise, but, you know, but it's not like city life. It's kind of like we discussed in other podcasts where we're close enough to the capital city of Augusta, Maine, that we have all the good infrastructure and good internet so that I can work remotely, uh, and our power doesn't really go out very much, so we're, we're okay there. But we, like, we're not as remote as, as maybe Kara would like to be. No, um, but if we open more land up, we can get those spots that are more remote. Yeah, yeah, like right now, during rush hour, cars, you hear cars going by all the time. The cars allow, but then behind us also, there's also a gra- gravel pit. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So sometimes you hear heavy equipment. Yeah. But but the thing is, you don't, there are times you're walking around where it's just quiet and it feels like the country. Yeah. It's mainly rush hour and then certain times from the gravel pit, but a lot of the time we're walking around and there's no noise at all. Well, it's rare now because the ducks are super loud for... Well, yeah, I'm, I was thinking angry. of... <laughs> I was thinking of city noises. Oh, yeah. No but city. we constantly get... We, we tried to do the podcast from the goat house and all you could hear was ducks. <laughs> Every time I go out, it's like a choir of ducks singing. Wah, 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 wah. They think I'm bringing treats every time. And I don't bring treats every time. I just bring my lovely self. But that's not good enough, I guess. So they're disappointed and tell so me Kara, about it. When Kara talks about opening more up, uh, this next after this winter, I'm going to make another effort to push out and fence off more of the land. And we're going to probably cut some more trees down, some small, more small trees. And I'm going to try to make some... I'd like to make some footpaths um, over the next season. Yeah, it'd be fun to have like hiking events because hiking, people find it relaxing. I mean, it's exercise. It's good for the brain. And goats, but there has to be goats will be following you, and that we didn't alter train halter. Sorry, halter train them, but they will follow you wherever you go. So. Yeah, because you're doing something more interesting than whatever they were doing. So they're going to follow you. So I wanted to make some actual paths, and I want to maybe carve out some flat spaces and put a a few benches down. Yeah, then you can bring a book. I would not suggest bringing a lunch because the goats will eat it, and we're a gluten-free farm. but, But anyway, so... Watch out for your paper books, too. Oh yeah, they like doing our one of our events that we do weekly is coloring with goats and it's really hard because they will steal your page out of the coloring book and eat it. So <laughs> So if you bring a paper book, just you know Be careful. Protect it. Yeah. <laughs> or even like a Kindle or something, because they they chew on my phone, but it's easier to protect an electronic device than a yeah. paper book, Just I feel. get a good case. Or get a book case. Like, uh, do they even make those anymore? I don't even know. But, I don't know, maybe. Because yeah. the books are all different sizes, so I don't know. True. Or just get a hardcover. I know they're more expensive, but <laughs> it would be easier. Anyway. Speaking of the nonprofit. So, the nonprofit. Um, so, we've been here a little over three years. The goal was to nonprofit, but... There were a lot of obstacles in getting that status. And we were actually a legit nonprofit through the IRS. It's the 501c3 whatever. Yeah, we're not just talking about how we don't make money. Yeah, no, it's it's a fact. (laughs) And it's true to the books. And we're not one of those nonprofits that say we're a nonprofit, but we have so much money. It's not that thing. You know how rich people will set up a nonprofit and it's just a big tax scam for them? 
and somehow they get richer off of it. We're, we're actually following the rules and crossing our T's and dotting our I's. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how strict it is. Oh, so I'm not even on the center of it, but it's it's crazy. Every single dollar has to be tracked. And you said you can't have more than fifty grand in it. So there are many. Well, there aren't many. There's two. So here's the deal. Let's go back from the beginning. Jump ahead. Everyone's like, why? Even our accountants like, you don't have to shoot for a nonprofit status. You could do other things. But I felt like people wouldn't take us seriously. <clears throat> if we weren't a legit nonprofit, because you tell people what you're trying to do and they're like, oh, that's great. But then it is whatever. They don't pay any mind to it. It's like a lost fact, I guess. So, so it's like a branding choice? Yeah, like being a real nonprofit means you. I feel like. It means I'm pushing more for the cause because it's so much more work than you'd ever expect it to be. It's a lot. So we ended up getting an accountant because I also run the bakery, of course, and he has his job. So with the farm trying to be separate, it gets really messy really fast. So the first steps I had to do was create a corporation for the nonprofit because you have to be it has to be a business but it has to be corporated incorporated corporated incorporated incorporated inc right which means the bakery had to be an llc so nobody could sue or take my bakery away so it's its own entity which is more money you gotta file for this paperwork and each thing cost a fee. And I think I've mentioned before I used, was it Rocket Lawyer? Rocket Lawyer, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we still have the subscription. It's like $40 a month. But you can do all of this paperwork and you can ask questions. And it's a great service, to be honest. It's cheaper than buying, buying, buying an attorney. <laughs> Might as well buy an attorney for the price they charge, but... Cheaper than hiring a regular attorney. Yeah. So it's cheaper than that, and... You basically... It's Rocket Lawyers for all the the really basic stuff, like the run-of-the-mill routine kind of stuff. And if you can master filling in some blanks... I mean, granted, I was a paralegal for a few years, so it was a little easier... They have the documents that you need, and then you fill in the blanks, and then they'll send it off to the court system, and it either comes back good, filed, like stamp approved, or not. So, incorporation and the LC got done first. So that was the first step. And then we had to go to the bank to get different accounts for each of these things. Because in the very, very beginning, uh, the bakery and the farm were all under one name with one account. It already got complicated. It was a bit confusing for people because we were Anchor Me Farm at the farmer's markets. And then when it split, we had to teach everybody that there was Anchor Me Bakehouse. And it's still very confusing for people because they get it stuck in their head and it's just they can't. I don't know. It's a thing that's just not. Yeah, it's 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 tough to <laughs> even though change a name. I keep telling. I know. I probably. I mean, I didn't know I'd be able to do the nonprofit to be honest because it was a long shot. Because you don't know, you could have gotten denied or something came up, and so right. you have to make money first to get stuff rolling. And the bakery is what I know, so that came first. So we went to the bank. We chose Camden Bank, which is, they're now national, I guess. They used to be local, but it was not the right bank that we're coming to find out. I'm sure every bank has this, but we you don't notice because you're using your debit card all the time. But if you don't, 
use it a number of times, they charge you a maintenance fee. Yeah, basically the account has to be active and used. And the farm account doesn't have much money in it because it's powered by donations, but everything's brand new and we don't get a lot of donations yet. I mean, yeah, you need to get donations to put into the account, so you can't <clears> just put money in random nilly-like. It needs to all be precise documentation. This donation was from this person, or not even your name, but just donation of this amount, donation of that amount, and then it goes in. We would use the account to buy, like, pine shavings to for the animal houses or hay for the goats and sheep or duck feed and chicken feed, but there just isn't enough right now. We're not getting enough to do that, so we have to take it out of either the joint account we have or the bakehouse account. So it's like, eh. Yeah, so everything's propping up the nonprofit <laughs> right now um, as far as... And costs. You might ask, why don't I just put money from the big house into the nonprofit? But sadly, I don't make enough to do that, and I don't have time enough because the money comes in and goes right out because I have to buy the ingredients. And so it's like, I don't, it's just, and I don't have time. I don't have time to sit and write a check and figure it out and yeah, be like, I don't need this much, and I gotta calculate it, and it's just, ah. Oh. Technically, we could. <laughs> donate to it i think yeah but it's paperwork it's every one every single time it's paperwork and time gets away from you there's so much going on there's so much to do and it's like super hard so i'm basically running two full-time businesses and trying to take care of all these animals on top of that I mean, we're still in the transitional <laughs> phase too we're, we're kind of coming to the end of it now that the time changes happen but when the sunset moves through your dinner time and you have to decide if you're going to feed the dogs, like pretty, like right now we still feed the dogs before we put the animals to bed outside, but pretty soon we'll be putting them to bed and then feeding the dogs. Yeah. It's... And we're not quite there yet. So the, as the, the sunset and therefore putting all the animals to bed, all those chores moves up in the daily schedule, it's disruptive. And it just it, shortens the day by so much. Like, during the summer, you have this routine. I do... Well, I have this routine. I guess you don't. But I do the bakery stuff in the morning, and then I go out and clean houses, and then I come in shower, and then I go back out and hang out with the animals for a while and give them treats and... Do whatever, and then there's a lot of room for by like two thirty, two o'clock. I can come inside and hang out with the dogs and do paperwork. But now it's like, nope. <laughs> because at around four o'clock, it's dark. <laughs> it's yeah. It's well. Right now the sunset's probably going to be at like what four seventeen or four twenty or something. Oh, it's, so we're going to be heading out there just before three o'clock. Well, it doesn't take us an hour now. Or whatever, but... but. Oh, no, sorry, just before 4 o'clock, sorry. Yeah, 4.14. <laughs> 4.14. 4.14. So, probably like 3.30 or 3.45, we'll start making motions out there. Yeah. And that whole set of chores is moving up in the day and disrupting everything else we want to do. <sighs> and and there's not awesome. that much time after it, so... No, because you get tired because you got to do all this stuff. and It's just tiring. And winter's yeah. tiring and it's cold and you just want to be under blankets. And I this keep the is... house pretty cold because we can't afford the oil. So it's like, eh. <laughs> once we get, once sunset is all the way up to like 4 o'clock, then we'll, we'll adapt and we'll, we'll settle in for the winter and we'll deal but it's just it's just that transitional time that messes us up. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll fight it. But Kara actually had her first meeting today. Oh well, let's let's backtrack because where did I leave off? I know we tangent a lot. So you left off with doing the paperwork, getting it set up, and oh, trying to find to the, the right bank. bank. 
So I'm going to start looking at credit unions and see. At first I thought online bank because as we know I don't drive and it's hard for him to get away during the week especially since he's doing all my deliveries. So yeah, it gets hard to make the time to go to a bank. I guess but we you could... still need to talk to a person. Yes. Problem. So that's why I suggested credit unions because yeah. they're local. Well, maybe we'll, we'll call a few this week and see. Did they mention anything in the meeting? Yeah, they suggested credit unions. I think okay. Ron and Angela. So, credit unions are local, bit local setups, and they are more concerned with the local community. Yeah, they're run. They're kind of like a co-op where the people who bank there have like a. A chip in the game I guess but they're not federally credited but they are insured so basically a, a, a credit union can't give you the kind of loan you're looking for if you're doing like a home equity loan or something like that they just don't have the resources for that big stuff but for regular stuff yeah. they can be pretty good and they're super nice like I had a credit union the first time around with the business and it was very easy and nice nice people so so we're hoping that if we switch to a credit union there won't be as many fees and yeah we can it, it's going to take a little longer for the plane to get off the ground so we'll see so that's one obstacle is the banking situation because you need you need to have a bank in order to set up stuff like even though it's a nonprofit, we can still make money by selling farm swag, I call it. It's like the t-shirts, mugs that we have in the farm shop, bakery. And if people want to pay donations online, we have to have, like if we're... A donate button. Yeah, I mean... We have that on the website. Well, we have a donate button, but I'm saying if we're like out and someone's like, oh, I just want to donate to your farm, and then we have the Square. We use Square, so you need a bank account to coordinate with that. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's that aspect. So to file for a nonprofit for the IRS, so we were good with the state. We did the incorporation stuff, and then... To do the IRS stuff, you either have like a 500 page, well it's not really 500 page, it's, it's a long extended version of filing, or you can do this quick version. And our accountant suggested the quick version, the only obstacle, not really the obst obstacle, the downside, which probably won't even matter for us to be honest, is that you cannot cannot raise over fifty grand each year, basically. So we how, can't. How long is that? For three years. For the next three years, we cannot accumulate more than fifty grand, which I don't think we would have anyway. Yeah, we're so, not in danger of that. <laughs> I mean, we're barely doing a hundred dollars in a year so let's be honest talk but, about problems you want to have <laughs> i know right <laughs> so she went ahead and did the quick version and yeah i probably could have done it myself but time time is a problem and we will have to eventually figure out how to pay her which is also a problem but till then <laughs> the tax laws change every year and accountants keep up with it yeah. So if you have an accountant do it, it, it you got to pay the accountant. And the the conventional wisdom is that they save more than they cost. Except but if it you're a nonprofit, on, yeah, it depends on your situation. Weird. So our my business and we file jointly with the business, my business and his work, and that's going to cost a lot less. It'll cost normal, like you would think. But if you're filing nonprofit, it can be upwards towards fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Which is insane. Depending upon complexity, like how yeah. much trouble are you? For yeah. Them. So we'll figure that one out when we get to it. I don't know. 
And there's there an accountant can figure out what you can write off and stuff, but it depends. If you have a complicated setup, you've probably got more opportunities to write things off. If you've got a more simple existence, then you know you might, that's why I brought that up. Like they they save more than they cost. Yeah. That assumes that you've got a lot to write off. Yeah. Uh, which you know we might have some. We are getting more complicated, and I just. I just feel like being more complicated means there might be places where maybe there's stuff we could save that we don't know about and the accountant does. Oh, so. I'm sure. I mean, the business stuff. Like, right now I'm using QuickBooks, but one of my board of directors, Ron, suggested Wave, which I believe I've used in the past, but I don't remember. But it's free, as in QuickBooks. you got to pay, like, paying $30 a month. For the online version. I still don't know how to use half of it. So yeah. I'm going to look into that. And I still got to set up the farm stuff. So having the two businesses. I need two separate bookkeeping systems. I need to keep track of two separate everything basically. And it, two separate Instagrams. Two separate Facebooks. It's hard. <laughs> I only have one... TikTok because I can't even keep up with that. Let's be honest, and I don't do Twitter, but nobody should do Twitter anymore. <laughs> and then, so she filed it, and I think it took hmm, five weeks, six weeks. I thought it would take longer, to be honest. But uh, mid October, end of October, feels like forever ago. But yeah. We got the status, so we're we're still new, obviously. Cause no, it must have been mid October, September. I don't even. I gotta look it up. Well, I got the paperwork. It's good. We're good. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> Doesn't matter when. It was recent, but we are the official officials. So now, uh, setting everything up. Like, even trying to get the Facebook nonprofit stuff was a to-do. I think it... Yeah, getting 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 set up on your Facebook account to get <laughs> Facebook to recognize your status. That's crazy, because you got to... Because she wanted a donate button on Facebook. Yeah. I had to set something else up first. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but it was a whole to-do. So... One month later, or I think it was a month and a half it took. I think I think we're good. I don't know if it's on Facebook, but we do have a donate button on Instagram, and they're basically the same. So, um, there's that. And then I had my first annual meeting because you need a board of directors. So the you have to have at least was it in Maine? You need at least three, two nine. I, I forget the number. I think you need at least three, including the, whatever my title is, director? Board. I don't know. I forget. Crap. He's, you know, I need So basically there's Kara and three other people that have to be on the board. Well, you have to have a no, board. No, I think two other, but we have, I have, there's four of us. Okay, so there's four total. No, wait, hold on. There's. It's not important. You have to have people who are on your board. There's five of us. Yeah, you need at least three, and there's five of us. Because I thought it was important, just to help the cause and, you know. The structure of the nonprofit, because it's a corporation, it has to have a board. And you gotta do all and those. It can't be board just, things. Yeah, it can't just be family. <laughs> Yeah. And you have to have a certain number of meetings, and you have to like talk to the board about something. You need bylaws. You gotta draw yeah. those up, and it's a lot of work. So for th <laughs> for something this small, it's not very complicated. It's basically just friends of ours saying, "Yeah, go ahead and do it." But it does give Kara an opportunity to talk to people who run their own businesses and get advice because that's from what I overheard of her meeting. That's basically what's going on. I mean, they're they're telling her this is the what I use for bookkeeping and this is what I use for this and this is how I think you could get uh, the name out for the farm. Yeah, because uh, they're always 
I mean, they're super nice and helpful, but I always hate asking for help because that's just who I am. But I need help. <laughs> I just but that's the purpose. I of, can't do it. <laughs> that's our purpose of the meeting. Yeah, and it went well. I think for our first time, and I mean, Zoom. We use Zoom. It was you know, got the free version. It was only half hour, and I had to do most of the talking, which is hard for me anyway. But I think we did okay, and we got some things um, dealt with and some good suggestions. So we're going to go off on that, and I'm going to learn how to ask for help. <laughs> That's a big problem for I you. I know it is. I've never been able, <clears throat> never been able to do that. Don't even ask my mom for help, to be honest. <laughs> She offers, and I, I was like, thank you. But, yeah, it's... Carol would much rather just run out there and do it herself. I don't know. It's just my weird personality, I guess. It's definitely... Like, we're running the furnace now <laughs> at 62. It was at 60, but it's really cold today. Yeah, so we're basically consistently <laughs> running it now. It's on. And then so we have a local regular customer, very nice lady comes in. She now has a pig she has to raise inside, but she's like, yeah, once the pig comes in and is at 67 degrees inside, I'm like, 67 degrees inside? What? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, Doc. How is your house so warm? I didn't say that, of course, but... Well, insula insulation, <laughs> I would suppose. Well, all these old farmhouses, there are there is no insulation. Yeah, they're not doing great. <laughs> but we're in the warmest room. It has the most uh, floor vents. Yeah, this room is almost directly above the furnace. It doesn't require a lot of effort to push hot air into this room. And we've got some vents. And upstairs... I think there's a vent into the bathroom, but not directly into the bedroom. Yeah, there is one vent upstairs that actually pushes heat through an actual vent system. It's in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Yeah. Every other room upstairs is relying on the first floor to vent up. Welcome to old houses. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the bedroom, which is... In the above our kitchen, and the kitchen is the coldest room compared to the bedroom. Obviously, I mean your office is kind of cold, but yeah, the the top floor tends to lose a lot of heat. It's not it's nothing dangerous. We don't have to worry about pipes freezing or anything like that because obviously the bathroom does get direct heat. That's probably the reason. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, the other rooms we would run space heaters, and yeah. that runs the electric bill up, and then. It's just us, and it's our house, and who the hell are we trying to impress? So Kara suggested that we just kind of live in this central room, and my office is going to be kind of tough to deal with in the worst of winter because I am I do work in there. The less we run space heaters, the better. And we've got like infrared heaters. These aren't the ceramic ones. They're they're the infrared that kind of. They shine infrared light across the room and warm up the different objects in the room. It's a different kind of technology. It's worth looking up. It's, but, yeah, we have one so far, and it's been really good. Yeah, it's excellent. Right now it's in the farm shop, and I should probably turn it off. But We'll put a wise plug on it or something. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, you, you want to save as much money as you can, and that's how we're going to do it. Probably save a couple, like a couple hundred bucks over the winter. If not more. Yeah. So the the dual purpose of doing this, we got, we mentioned we got our new couches with the door measuring episode. And they pull out. They pull out into sofa beds. Not the most comfortable because my back is hurting, but my back hurts all the time, let's be honest. If you're 25, they're great. Yeah. So we put another like folding mattress pad on it which isn't also great it's not that soft i did order one but amazon takes like five years to deliver now so yeah 
even with Prime. There's that. Um, but it's coming, hopefully, Monday. Or that's tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow, if not Tuesday. I don't know. Sometime this week, hopefully. Because <laughs> I'm getting older because my birthday's this week. That's yes, it is. Sad. Another year. And I was I was instructed to go to Tractor Supply and get wrapping paper. Not with, for my birthday. With goats on it. That was for Christmas, but your birthday's also going to use that wrapping paper. Well, Finny can help me open it. Because I get, I know, wrapping paper is such a waste. It's bad for the environment, blah, blah, blah. But our dogs, especially Finia, loves to unwrap gifts. And why would I... Why deny her that? Why deny her that joy? Because she... It's funny that she she doesn't <laughs> tear up the box the gift is in. She just takes the paper off of it. But if there's a box laying on the floor or in her reach, she will tear that up as well. Yeah, it's weird. It's like the unwrapping of the box is one thing, and then going after the box is another thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but she's very safely unwrapped <laughs> gifts for us for the past few years. It's been kind of neat. Several years. She loves it. As far as a nonprofit goes, it's one question you might have is, how is your farm a nonprofit, right? It's you're just trying to make your farm tax free. Oh yeah. And so I got this comment. Sorry to interrupt. Go but, for it. So I got this comment where I I tell people we're gonna go for a nonprofit status. They're like, oh, aren't all farms nonprofit? No, no, they're not. They There's, just don't make a lot of money. Yeah. Farmers don't make a lot of money, let's be honest. They do all this work. A lot of farmers have events to bring money in to pay for the farm. They're not actually trying to, they're not profiting from that really. Yeah. It's just kind of offsetting the cost of having the farm. And or like other farmers who just do vegetables, maybe they have a few animals just for fun or for meat or whatever. That's not our, our gig. But people do it. I mean, I get it. Um, so so you'll see them at the farmer's market, and that's how they make their money. But they are not a nonprofit. They don't, they don't make a lot of money, obviously. But, but a nonprofit's an actual financial structure. There's a... Yeah. So to become a nonprofit, there's categories. We fall into the... I think... Our CPA put us into the human services category because we're here to try to help people. Um, we're trying to provide a service that they can't get. We do not charge for any of our events. We ask for donations, obviously, um, but we don't charge people money to come in and see the animals yeah there's there's nothing there's no crop that the farm produces that makes us income there's no we're, we're not making money from the farm itself we're just maintaining the animals and we're and the whole point is to bring people in and provide that environment and as we start to shape the land and make footpaths and make things more inviting for people to come here and walk around, it, it'll differentiate us from other farms. Yeah. Because hopefully. you see other goat farms and they're they're breeding the goats every year because they need to do milk and dairy and Or to sell the babies. Or to sell the babies. And but really when you're doing dairy you have to keep the goats pregnant. Yeah. And you have to keep them going to make the milk. So you're gonna end up with a lot of goat babies. A lot of kids to and it always to ends sell up. Off. There's always males, so that's you know it's always how it happens. And so Kara is on a secret quest <laughs> to rescue all the males. <laughs> well, because the girls get bread and stuff, but the boys you need like one buck, and then you don't need any others, so they they end up yeah. uh, going for meat or something. Yeah. So Kara wants to bring <laughs> them all here. I mean, what? And then you might ask, I love the animals so much, so why wasn't I an animal sanctuary? I mean, it's tempting, but there are so many of those. And yes, I want to help animals as well. But my main focus was to help people like me who have no avenue to go to for therapy or whatnot. Because when we were in Rhode Island, it was a rough time. 
And I almost didn't make it out of Rhode Island, to be honest. But because there's no therapist, every time I tried to contact one, they didn't take our insurance or they were like $100 for 30 minutes. I'm like, that's that's ridiculous. (laughs) How many people in this country can do that? (laughs) And how am I going to share? I'm a very introvert person it's gonna take me so many sessions to even open up to you and that's at least a grand gone we didn't have that i was not working i could not find a job and we were just spinning our (laughs) wheels in rhode island and now as much as we complain about the work and how much effort it is every time somebody comes to see the farm they they talk about how different it is and they leave with a smile on their face, yeah. and that is the most important. So and we're moving, we're changing stuff, we're building stuff, we're accomplishing things, we have plans for the future. Nothing is stuck um, at, at this place. Yeah, and we're open all year round. A lot of farms close during winter. I mean, it'll be cold, just dress warm. The goats are still here, we're still here. They're I've got clean. a snowblower now. I can <laughs> I can clear out more space for you. We got room in the goat house and if all else fails, we'll turn the heater on and the farm shopping we can watch them from afar and have I'm planning I think for the winter I'll do like a hot chocolate, hot cider game event day. I'm not sure which day it'll be, but I think that could be fun if people show up. It's hard playing a game by yourself, but we've actually got a propane Hook up in the farm shop where you can put a tank outside. And there used to be a, a heater in the farm shop that looked like a wood stove, but it was a propane heater. I've considered getting something like that for inside the farm shop or something portable in case we need to do something there. But it all depends on the logistics. Right? We're going to try this infrared heater for a little while. We'll see. And it. These heaters are good because you can set a thermostat and it'll click off when it reaches right. that that temp, which is ideal because you don't want it running all the time. But the, the farm shop is not a finished house. No, it's like a shed. Yeah, so it doesn't have drywall and all that stuff and insulation. So basically, we're going to have to turn that thing on and off with a smart plug because it's just going to fight the cold all day. Yeah, it gets cold in there. But and, these are the logistic problems you have in the winter in New England. Yeah. And on top of everything else, I've been fighting insurance. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we're trying to switch insurance because our current insurer... Insurer. Insurer. <laughs> um, they put my bakery policy into our farm and house mortgage policy all together. So it's all together right now, which is not... Which means it's part of escrow, it's part of our mortgage payment. And it's not what you're supposed to do, because the bakery is completely different. So, and I've asked her, I've asked the company, we're dealing with the lady and agent, but I don't know. But, so, I've asked since August and is now November and I've given up. So I've I've contacted a different insurer and we're moving forward with that but again and he'll actually talk to you. Yeah, he'll get back to me within a day and but it's still been a fight because the underwriter says all these things we're now a petting zoo apparently which isn't really so I also have to email them back because Maine law states if you have any agriculturalism, I can't say words. Agriculturalism. Events that you are covered under the Maine law. So why do we still need the extra insurance as a petting zoo? So Basically somebody in some office doesn't understand what we're doing and has decided that we're a petting zoo and now that idea has stuck and we have to disabuse some people of that idea but it probably won't happen because who are we really right so somebody in an office that doesn't know apparently anything about there have us, been claims that 
a kid pets a goat and then goes, or maybe pets, I mean, you don't, you don't get sick from goats, but maybe if you pet a chicken and then go put your fingers in your mouth, yeah, you could get salmonella because... It's possible, yeah. It's possible. But if you had parents that are smart, sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but... this is Well, this is Maine and so many people <laughs> have chickens, so it's kind of... Everybody's familiar. And the chickens don't just let you grab them. Unless you're that one little girl at one event we had <laughs> who was like a chicken ninja. Although everyone tries to grab a chicken or a duck. I'm like, oh. But there was this one little girl who says, oh, chickens. And she just grabbed one. And yeah. she had a chicken that she was holding. It's like, that is amazing. I, I wish we had video of that yeah. so we could prove that it happened. But... She's going to be a chicken farmer when she grows up. Oh, yeah. Well, they have chickens, so that's why. But but we also have, like, one of those camping sinks outside that you can wash your hands when you're done. But now yeah. that it's winter, you can't. But we always have sanitizer and stuff. Editor's note, we're talking about remote possibilities. You're not just going to touch a chicken and then automatically get salmonella. It's like in the sense that you could win the lottery or get struck by lightning. And we're talking about insurance stuff. So... Yeah. Well, the same aspect goes for don't kiss your chickens or ducks, but we she do. She wants to, though. We she do. I have. I haven't gotten sick. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but you're rolling the dice when you do that, technically speaking. Technically, And yes. we're talking about insurance, so you're taking those lightning strike possibilities seriously. <laughs> anyway, back to the show. When you're talking to insurance people, even if it's a million to one, they're thinking about it. But they want to charge you that money. They won't charge. Yeah. I mean. As far as the old insurance company, the new insurance company, a lot of these people are brokers. And they don't directly deal with the insurance company. They just kind of connect you to the insurance company. So they don't necessarily know as much as a, an insurance agent for that company. So it's basically just a degree of separation between you and them. And more like telephone game effect between you and the people actually doing the policy. So the guy that we got now, um, he has goats of his own and it, it, he seems to understand how the setup. And it, it amazes me how hard it was to find insurance people that understand having animals. Because yeah. this is Maine and so many people have animals. Because you have to have farm insurance. I didn't even know this until like last year. I'm like, oh my God. Why isn't every <laughs> single insurance person in the entire state of Maine familiar with this? Why, why don't they have these coming out, these policies coming out of their ears all the time? Because everybody has one. Which is a shame because we were with State Farm with our home mortgage and our, we're still with them for our car because our agent that we had since we were in Bath is actually very excellent and he's good at his job and he's very attentive. I don't get back to him and I'm sorry. Yeah, we're the ones that don't get back. <laughs> but he is very good and if State Farm would ever do farm insurance, I told him we'd be there in a heartbeat. So. Yeah, they just we didn't want to leave State Farm. It's just that yeah. they don't provide the thing that we needed. So we had to. Yeah, but we're... Still with them for the car, because why bother moving? So yeah. you're going to have to, you, you got to have farm insurance, and we're going to And they don't care if you're non-profit or not. Let's, I told them, but they don't care. They yeah. won't give you a discount, yeah. <laughs> even though you make no money. <laughs> so it, it's crazy to think, but a lot of dealing with people when you're, when you're running a farm and you don't have a lot of time is making sure that people get back to you quickly. Mm-hmm. Or at least consistently. Yeah. So that you can keep track of, like, I think email is a pretty good way to do it because I'll send you an email. Maybe you can't answer me right now, but you get me within the day. And then I get you within within the day. But it has to happen. Yeah. And when we have people that don't respond for long periods of time, it's like, okay, this is not working. <laughs> Change I know. up. And. I was very persistent with the other insurer. I emailed constantly. So Kara doesn't like to be on the phone. I don't. I, so I can't hear well. There's always chaos, and I'm always either outside or in the kitchen. So there's no time to just stand and talk to somebody because you need to be attentive. 
to hear what they're saying because it takes me takes me a little longer to hear the stuff. I need to be absolutely sure I'm hearing you. Yeah. It's like, uh. Kara is vulnerable to other noises in the environment. All of the noises. And it's, it's not that she can't hear. It's just that she's trying to focus on the phone and what you're saying, but there's other stuff happening around, and it's hard to pick those noises out. And, and the, the phone just doesn't work for her very well. But I can call on the phone, and if I can scrape up a few minutes... I can call and, and poke and prod and maybe get some results if that's how the person responds better. But it's it's a whole big to-do. You're going to be drowning in paperwork no matter what you do. Oh, so much paperwork. I'm just, I'm already behind. And Oh, and you have to do special filings if you're a nonprofit. So there's that to look forward to. So I got to contact CPA and make sure I'm on top of everything. One thing I would suggest is, you know, they kind of smiled and laughed when I suggested this, but I, I, I thought we should get something with 12 folders in it for the receipts. And Kara actually found some. I, I don't know what they're called, but they're basically they're like these... the bifocal, not bifocal, but the expandable folder things. Expandable folder things. And there's like 12 pockets in it. For each month. And one for each month. And as we do our receipts, we put the receipt into the pocket for that month. Although I've been terrible with the bakery stuff, but... I've been pretty good with mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm just that. I just put, wait till the last minute. Just put all the... When you come home, put all the receipts into the, the current month. I don't leave month. the home. Well, whatever. Because <laughs> I, I come back from deliveries and stuff, and I've got... <laughs> and she'll send me to the store and stuff. And I got to get feed hay and pine shavings, and I just put them in the appropriate month. And we have one for the farm and one for the bakery. And that means when we take that stuff to the accountant at the end of the year, instead of a box of crumpled up receipts, so oh, they no. don't know what's going Accounts on. Accounts don't work that way anymore. No? That's old school. Now that you have an accountant, it's new school. You get those receipts, but you got to enter it into the system, into either QuickBooks, oh, QuickBooks or some other system. I'm going to try Wave out on the suggestion of Ron. Thank okay. you. So accountants will throw your receipts back at you and be like, no. <laughs> so it's <Ooh>. on you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's on me. So that makes it double important because... Yeah. If, if the accountants were dealing with those receipts, they'd charge us for that time anyway. Yeah. And the fact that they're not even going to do it, it's, <laughs> well, it's off the table anyway. But even if it was on the table, it would cost money for them to do it. So we're going to be doing the receipts. And don't you want them to be organized? <laughs> I do. But, you know, I have to. Uh, yeah. You need all the help you can get. I know. It's going to be a to-do. So Yeah, paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. Paperwork is the worst. So to sum up, Kara had the first meeting of the nonprofit today, and it went well. And it's an annual meeting, so it's not like it's a huge to-do, but we're going to try to raise money this year. Well, this year is almost over, but next year. I walked year. in, and in the middle of the meeting, I walked in, and it said, <laughs> I moved that Ron is financially and legally liable for anything bad that happens. And then Ron said, opposed. So that got shot down. Ron is one of his childhood friends. Ron Ron and I went to high school together, and we still keep in touch. And so. I used to work for Ron being a uh, process server. Yes. Yeah. So we go way back. Yes, yeah, so we, we love Ron. Uh, and, yes. and, we, we, and I'm very grateful he is on the board because he has a lot of insight, and he is... He's running his own business, being process server. So he knows a lot of legal stuff, and that's one of the reasons oh, yeah, I wanted he is, him there. <laughs> Ron is far more organized than we are. Yeah. And so he talks about, <laughs> uh, oh, you can do this and you can arrange that. And it just, he, he's he's got his stuff together so much better than we do. He needed someone like him. <laughs> and since no one else, He's not related to me, so that otherwise I would have picked his brother, but he, yeah. he would have been number one choice, but he is technically related, and that's a no Yeah, related well, to me, yeah. Yeah, so, and he is the owner of which all is, the things. Which is funny, because uh, my brother would be a great bookkeeper. <laughs> yeah. Because he's worked for, 
he's he's retired Air Force, so he has a federal retirement, and he's been working for the state of South Carolina for a long, long, long time. Too long. And now he's coming up on retiring from there, so he's going to have those two. Re- that that's what he's got instead of a four hundred one k. But he's been with the he was with the state fire academy for like five years, and then the rest of it was Department of Revenue. So he knows all about like the paperwork and how you should file and all this other stuff. And, and yeah, if we can ever get him to like, go ahead and retire and move up here. He We're could, really been working on him, but it's been a today. Hey, he could live rent free and just do the bookkeeping. Yeah. I mean, really that would help. And he'd be really good at it. And he likes driving. He would deliver stuff. Yeah. He, he actually enjoys it. <laughs> so we're working on it. But yeah, the, the more Bud's also more organized than we are. So it, it's <laughs> everyone's more everyone organized. is more organized than we are. You would think I have OCD, but it's different. If OCD is not conventionally like you yeah. don't have to be an organized person. There are certain things that have to be in key. But it's not the same. It's not the same for each person, yeah. and it depends on what your issue is yeah our friend ron is organized in the way that he's been running his own business for years and years and he wants to have as much of his own time as he can so he's figured out the best ways to do things and he wants to be organized he wants to get stuff done quickly and he wants to have his time to himself so he's just figured out the best ways to do stuff yeah, I need and to take more direction from him. And it sounds like, he makes it sound like it's so easy it's when he talks about it. it it's, it's, like, really, it's totally not. It's so hard. I mean, you can delegate, but if you have if you have money, sure, you can delegate. But if you don't have money for running a nonprofit, you don't have money. So, yeah. Right. So that's why we got to take Ron's <laughs> advice because Ron is like making this stuff work. And, and he's just, I think most of it is just. He's organized. I'm organized too, though, technically. I have three tables upstairs full of folders, you know, scattered with the paperwork. They're all labeled folders. Yeah, but Ron doesn't have to go out and, like, deal with goats and stuff. He does paperwork for his own business and keeps that tidy and he's good you're you're doing like two businesses plus you're out there dealing with animals so so the problem is the bakery it's not the problem don't get me wrong i love my bakery i love that it's expanding and people love it but it eats up a lot more time and it makes everything else harder but you need to make the money to make everything keep going. So yeah, so all is, of you just donate <laughs> donate like crap tons of money to the nonprofit. <laughs> the dilemma we're at. We're, it's like a vicious cycle. I need to make the money. The big rig keeps making the money. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And then the farm kind of gets not addressed. There are things I need to do to help. Like I need to figure out how to write grant letters because you need grants if you're a nonprofit to make the money. You need Expect an episode on that. Yes. Because grant writing is a whole thing it's all like by a, itself. There are people who have jobs as grant writers. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a whole thing that people do for a living. So once Kara figures out grant writing, expect a whole episode on that. I got to find the grants. I got to figure out how to write the letters. I got to send those letters. Yeah, there's a whole thing. And but then, we can talk yeah. about it in another episode because yeah. we're already over an all hour. Right. Sorry. But so it's you know, a lot it's a lot make sure you have a strong like stomach and you're organized if you want to start a non-profit <laughs> and you gotta there's so much paperwork you just don't even understand yeah you're it, like gonna be buried in paperwork but in the coming years Hopefully. we'll get this place opened up we'll do more stuff we'll, we'll arrange it more for people we'll get more people in and maybe some folks will show up and just hang out because they need to I mean, we've had that, and that's why we keep pushing. That's yeah. why I keep And that's why we it. want to have more places where people can sit down in different parts of the property. And that's why I'm always talking about trip hazards, because I want people to walk around and not have to worry. Yeah. You know? And it's um, helped me, which is, you know, how can you <laughs> How can you look at Lucan's little face oh my gosh. and be sad? I mean, Lucan is our smallest, smallest goat. 
And right now he has <laughs> he gotten so fat. He's gotten so fat for winter. <laughs> I was so worried. I thought he would have to come inside for the winter because I was worried because he was so scrawny and his coat was thin, but he he showed me wrong. He fluffed up <laughs> his winter coat is all in. His cashmere rather is all in. <laughs> And he's gotten good and fat. They're, they're eating so much hay right now, prepping for winter. I posted a picture on Instagram today. He's He likes to go under the feeder and catch the hay so he doesn't get head-butted by the bigger goats. So. Yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Lucan gets pushed around. He does. He's a poor baby. Oh. <laughs> All right, so until next time, have a good whatever you're doing. Bye.